0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, yes, we are joined by the one, the only, Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports to talk all things Michigan State football, what happened over the weekend, a little bit of Mel Tucker press conference action, and yeah, hey, you know what, it's only Tuesday, but we are already looking to Saturday's season finale against Penn State. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Well, hello there and happy Tuesday to all of you wonderful, wonderful Michigan State Spartan fans. How on earth are you guys doing today? Hope you're doing uh, quite swell on this fantastic Tuesday or whatever day you are listening to this podcast. Yes, this is the Locked on Spartans podcast. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and that's right. As you know by now, we do this. Five days a week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm already lying to you because actually this week we do it four days a week. We are uh, going to skip Friday's show uh, as Thanksgiving is here. Uh, we are not doing a show then, but instead of waiting to Friday to drop the episode, we'll move to Thursday. Long story short, Monday through Thursday this week, but any other week that you catch us, yes, we do this Monday through Friday, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast where you find folks get your podcast. And if you ever want to reach out, any questions, comments, concerns, uh, Thanksgiving recipes, your favorite pie, I don't, hey, whatever you want to send my way, on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Uh, like I said at the top, On today's episode, yes, we've got Steven Brooks back in uh, after a short week hiatus, and that was my fault last week, I completely butchered the scheduling, but hey, without further ado, we do have Steven Brooks here to talk about all things Michigan State football, whether it be the Mel Tucker Press Conference, whether it be last game, whether it be this upcoming game, we get into it all with Steven Brooks, so let's quit wasting time, let's get right to our guy, Steven Brooks. After I completely bungled the scheduling for last week's worth of episodes, Stephen Brooks is back on joining us in his uh used to be weekly appearance, and now we're back on track to doing a weekly appearance with the one, the only Stephen Brooks of Twenty Four Seven Sports. Stephen, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay?
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Um, you know, looking back, uh, maybe this was the week to to screw it up, just because I don't know how much folks want to hear about what we just saw on Saturday. But uh, but I'm back. I'm here. Let's do it.
0: If anyone is good at beating around the bush, I'm going to toot my own horn. It's me. I- I'm really good at not addressing elephants in the room until later on. So let's just do that <laughs> right now, shall we? Uh, you got out of a scintillating Mondays with Mel press conference not too long ago. So I'm just going to put a very hard question on you. Was there anything that came out of that press conference that you know made your ears perk up or anything you found interesting? Or was it just another week of coach speak, as Mel Tucker likes to do? And I'm not saying that's Ron, but you know, anything you like from there?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, it was was basically exactly what I kind of expected out of Mel. I mean, it was just about, you know, refocusing. Um, You know, he played some of the hits talking about the the noise inside the room has to be louder than than anything outside. Um, He did say, you know, he doesn't like the idea that that, uh, they're playing with house money. Um, You know, he vehemently disagreed with that. And I'm sure, you know, you and I, I think, have probably talked about it. That's been a sort of just an an underlying um, (coughs) excuse me. Story, storyline, I guess.
0: Oh, god, you hang on, hey, hey. hang uh, on there, Steven. Oh boy,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about that.
0: are
1: oh, Um, <laughs> we still going? All right, well, whatever, we'll keep, we'll ride, we'll ride through it. Um, some water just <laughs> went down the- anyway. Uh,
0: ah, yes,
1: yeah, so it was the same, same sort of thing like I expected. Um, you know, the house money thing was interesting, you know, he doesn't see it that way, and so he's sort of pushed back on a lot of the. The, the public narrative, whether it was that or whether it was Ben, but don't break, you know, last week or a week ago, he, he sort of said that's not, that's not the deal. Um, So, you know, he, he talked a lot about uh just, just getting back to it. You know, he's like, I challenge players and coaches to get back to it. And, you know, uh, if you could put ourselves back in sort of an August mindset that, that really makes sense, you know, in terms of just using this as an evaluation, you know, and just mm-hmm. trying to figure out consistent, uh, consistently continually you know again you know a lot of this happened last year but but it's never going to stop for him you know just in terms of his his ears are going to be perked up for anything that that doesn't sort of fit his culture that doesn't fit the direction that he and everybody else are moving in um so i think you know of course a lot to a lot of us the the success was unexpected um you know whether it was to him i don't know if uh you know we'll ever get the his true feelings on it but um that that's sort of the thing is that, you know, it's, it's still just a build though. It's still, it's still year two. And, uh, you know, like I said, if we could revert back to August, like, you know, we would sort of agree that like, yeah, like this is still about evaluating for the future. It's still about, um, building their culture and everything. So there's some of that, you know, you talked about the seniors uh, wanting to give them a win, of course, in their last uh, year, you talked about their, you said they could write a book, you know, about their experience at Michigan state. And, uh, you know, some of those guys would be a really long book, like a, like a Luke Campbell or somebody who's been here forever. Uh, Matt Allen, you know Coughlin, those guys, so yeah. all that type of stuff. Um, said he wasn't focused about the contract extension, um, you know. So a little bit of a smorgasbord, but nothing uh, too crazy. Like I said, in general, it was about what I expected from him. About you know, in terms of getting back to fo- getting back to their focus, achieving the goals that are still in front of them. Um, you know, like a ten win season, of course not the, not not championships, but a ten win season. Getting ready for a bowl game, playing a good team in a bowl game, things like that.
0: And, you know, there was one thing that popped up during the press conference, and you just kind of alluded to it right there about the whole contract situation. Yes, the offer is out there. No, he's not signed the dotted line. And he essentially said, I'm not focused on that right now. I'm just focused on this week's game. So can you calm down the crazy fans, uh, the, the ones that are unhinged, like myself? And say that there's nothing to worry about about this contractor. How do you read that whole situation? Do you think it is a done deal, or is there at least a shred of a percentage that he might not sign this thing? I basically, Stephen, once again, I know it's been two weeks. You, you need to talk me off of a ledge, bud.
1: <laughs> I just uh, to that I've heard a little bit of that. I just question, I challenge people to just think long. You know, I mean, maybe you have something for me, but like think long and hard, think critically. What I can't come up with a valid reason why he wouldn't. Oh, I, I can't.
0: Don't. Right. No. <laughs> well, don't, Same. You
1: know, they're throwing 95 million at him. We'll see what the language is. I don't know if it, you know, how, you know, would there be openings later on for him to maybe leave or, you know, there could be some mutual things. Does a buyout drop eventually? Is there a buyout? What does the buyout look You know, I don't know. I just, I can't under, I can't fathom a, a valid, sensical reason why he wouldn't. You know, I mean, the uh, Michigan State has gone out all the way out on the limb. You know to make this happen for him they've shown him a ton of confidence, a ton of support um, you know with this deal is for a guy who's still in year two for a guy who's still just a mm-hmm. couple games over 500. Um, no I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think it's it's one of two things, probably maybe a little bit of both. I think it's just maybe some some small details getting worked out and, and lawyers making their money and doing that type sure. of thing um, but also and I talked about this you know uh, late last week. And I, I I don't I don't know that this is part of it, but but just optically, you know, um, it was always going to be a tough deal, you know, the way the t- with the timing of this also. Let's say he signs it last week when the news comes out and it's a done deal. Then, then they go out and get decapitated in Columbus, you know. Then you're getting laughed at. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say that he signed it today or tomorrow, you know, and then they just got decapitated. Then you're getting laughed at. And let's sure. say he signed it before the game and then they won, or even right now. Let's say they won. and He signed it today then, you know, it's all about Mel Tucker and all the headlines. are It's it's all, it's all the, it's the Mel Tucker show and the look at me thing, even though I know it wouldn't be him, but it's just what it would be. It would be mm-hmm. all about Mel Tucker, and they'd be playing for the Big Ten. They'd be playing for the playoff. Uh, Ken Walker would probably still be playing for the Heisman and whatnot. You know, so all three options uh, in terms of optics and, you know, put, put whatever stock you want in optics, you know, because, you know, it might be a, a story one day and gone the next. But all three options optically, I think, uh, were bad. So I do think you know if, if they could have picked the best time, probably would have been during the bowl break, and maybe that's that's how it ends up here. And again, I don't know if that's the reason or part of it or nothing to do with it at all. But um, that's what I could guess. And like I said at the top, I just I don't I can't come up with a logical reason for why he wouldn't sign it.
0: And we've got all sorts of MSU football talk still to come with our guy Stephen Brooks. But first, need to talk to you, find people about NetSuite. That's right, baby. This is it. The putt to win the tournament, if you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. <gasps> That's not good. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. That's right, guys. We're talking NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, Inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and a whole lot more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. How fun's that? With NetSuite, you can also automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses, I'll say that again, 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Guys, over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financial program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time, guys. netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. We also have to talk to you wonderful people about Prize Picks. That's right, we're talking about the leader in college sports daily fantasy. Woo. Guys, you already know it by now. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world. They offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might have never even heard of. So how do you play Prize Picks? Well, you go to the App Store or Google Play, you download the award-winning app, and from there you deposit. But not without using promo code LOCKED ON. That's all one word, LOCKED ON. And that's going to get you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. From there, you pick two to five players. You pick over under on their projected stats, like touchdowns thrown, interceptions thrown, receiving yards. There's a whole lot of players, a whole lot of stats out there for you. Long story short, you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It is just you against the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, Price Picks offers safe and fast withdrawals, so do not hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Before getting back to our guy Stephen Brooks, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And so, th- this next question, and yes, we are going to start talking about the game, unfortunately, here. Um, and I'm going to ramble for a little bit to set this question up. So, apologies beforehand, Stephen, but thanks for bearing with me here. I, I remember last season, specifically after the, the first Rutgers game, I-, I-, I lost my mind. And I said that, like, Jay Johnson sucks, yada, yada, yada. He's horrible. And then, throughout the year, I start to realize, like, well, okay, this poor guy has, like, no talent to work with on offense. I- it really can't judge him fairly. Is that what we have going on with the defensive secondary, specifically cornerbacks? Because a lot of people are crying for Scotty Hazleton should be gone or Harlan Barnett should be gone. Traverse Tillman should be gone. Or are we running into a situation here where it's like last year's offense where like the talent isn't even there to ease them, like grade them fairly. Or is there something to that? Like it, do things really need to get looked at in your opinion? Like, is it just a total schematic breakdown? Should, Coaches maybe keep their head on a swivel. Like I I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine that you're hearing rumblings of coaches getting axed, but boy, this has been a rough, rough season for the secondary and it's only getting worse week to week. But so is a coaching yeah. talent. What 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 do, you, what do you think it is there?
1: Yeah, I, I do lean toward the players, quite honestly, um, and just the talent that they have. Uh I don't want we'll to make sense to Scotty <laughs> Hazelton. You know, I mean he makes a million bucks. He's he's paid right. very, very well to to field a good defense. But he's also got a track record, you know. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been, he produced some great defenses at Wyoming, of all places. Right. Um, followed up at Kansas State. Before that was in the NFL, North Dakota State. Has a heck of a track record. I don't think he's a dummy, okay. You know, right. and I think uh, even higher of Mel Tucker and, and what Mel Tucker knows about defense and what he sees. So this is a guy that he, he hired and, and obviously liked enough to hire and pay him that salary and trust him with his defense starting out you know, in, in this job. Um, that says a lot. Uh, I, should they keep their heads on a swivel? Probably, though, you know, that being said, I mean, Mel's been very ruthless and uh, maybe that's not the right <laughs> word, but, uh, you know, cut no, that's fair. If, that's a, if that's a little softer, but with his that's off-field fair. staff, you know, we've seen people yeah. come and go in, in less than a year and whatnot or just a little over. Um, so I would, you know, he's been that way with players. He's been that way with support staff. I would expect he's going to be that same way with assistant coaches, and and it does seem like after that game, after the Ohio State game, and today's press conference that I just got home from, like you mentioned, he's always said this, it's always coaches and players, you know, when when he's assigning blame, but it seemed like coaches got brought up more. You know, he made sure to add them every single time this time. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but anytime he was talking about correcting faults or or focusing, locking in, being better, improving, it was always players and coaches. And like I said, he says that often, but it just, I don't know, maybe – Maybe uh, I'm on alert too much or something, but it did feel like Saturday and today he was there was a little more emphasis on the coaching part um, so nothing like I said based on what we've seen from Mel, nothing would surprise me, but to me uh, I'm, I'm just being hundred percent honest telling you what I feel i don't I feel mm-hmm. that it's they just don't have the pieces to make it work uh, the way they want. I mean, I trust that both those guys, Mel and Hazleton, know how to how to you know. Put it together and field a good defense, you know. And I just the corner play has, like you've mentioned, has not been up to snuff. The safety play has has fallen off. I think quite a bit in the second half. They were really good sure. early, and uh, and I just don't think they've been up to par the second half either. Then you've got the injuries that we've seen piling up these last few weeks, and you know not to be uh, not to be overlooked, but those guys have had have had plenty of blunders. And like I said, I just think uh, they just need to upgrade their talent there. But they also get basically no pass rush from their D-line, you know, and, and PFF can do whatever they want to do with Jacob Hanachuk's yeah. pressures or this or that, you know, they can uh, they can uh, take that for a walk, you know, because I've watched every game. These guys don't get a lick of pressure consistently, you know. Yeah. Somebody can bend the edge one time and, you know, and get after it, but they don't provide any consistent pressure from their D-line, um, you know, and, and pressures are one thing, sacks are another thing, you know. You know, everybody, you you take pressures, but you'd love sacks. So, and I know there's, you know, you can look at the the throws are affected and time in the pocket, when they're releasing it, all those things. But I think that that we can't address the the secondary. I don't want to dump all the way on them without saying, you know, they're not getting any pressure unless they blitz. And they're not even that good of a blitzing team either because when they send guys, they don't always get there. So um, I think we just got to mention that too. They just don't have a scary – dude on the edge that makes you change your protection that makes you change the plays you call Um, I think that has to be noted as well in this
0: I almost just jumped out of my chair when you brought that up because that was next right on my list is am I crazy or has the pass rush just completely vanished not just last Saturday but this kind of seems to be like a few weeks long trend does it not but I guess you just answered that question but yeah like that's they didn't help because they, they tried different things against Ohio State early on, like you know double blitzes, you know sending exotic blitzes, and no one ever got close to coming home. And so I guess you know I'll just lead into my next question. Then here's a really well, real question. quick. I would just and I would say it's yeah, been the whole for, year, for, yeah. quite honestly. I mean, gotcha. It's been okay. the whole
1: year, really. I mean, Petrowski's had a couple of nice rushes. Beasley's a grinder, try hard dude. Uh, he'll wear you down and might get after it a little. But I mean, he's obviously not. He's a little banged up now, coming off that that injury earlier. But just even at full strength. That it just it just wasn't it wasn't what they needed, especially with with a weakness on the back end. So I would I would argue it it hasn't vanished. It's just never been there, you know. But uh, pursued.
0: Yeah. No, that's fine. And maybe I was just looking at it through my uh, Miami stained glasses, as like that game, like it, it looked like things were well. And but maybe I just hold on to that single game way too much as I look at like the the pass rush in the grand scheme of things for the defense. So hand up there, um, you know, still. Waxing poetically on great memories in South Beach, but yeah, that's uh great times. So this is a super broad question. And these are always the hardest ones to answer, so I apologize right there. But like, what what single concern would you have for Michigan State as they go into the Penn State game? Because I could rattle off about seventeen of them. You know, whether it be that Naylor and Reed are both out, or that Kenneth Walker might not be able to get his 20 25 30 touches that he needs to get on Saturday it could be the defense in general like what is the the biggest concern as we take a quick look at this weekend's game against Penn State
1: yeah I think it's what team is going to be out there um so yeah I'll be I'll be on I picked them to lose to Ohio State and Penn State back in August and of course that was a Mm -hmm. way different picture of what we had of this team so you know whatever that's probably useless but Um, even going into the Ohio state game, I thought there was a good chance. They'd probably lose to Penn state. You know, I know Penn state's had their ups and downs. I've, I've been uh, pretty high on them all year. I I thought that, uh, I've always thought they've been pretty decent, you know, and they gave Ohio state a fight and they've had some weird ones too. You know, no doubt they've had some weird ones, but, uh, I've always thought that they were, that they were, um, you know, just, I thought they were a good team. I still do. So the team that, that arrived at the horseshoe, I was questioning whether they could beat Penn state, the team that left the horseshoe. I don't feel good about at all. I mean, when you, you know, you talked about, they left, they entered shorthanded. They left even worse. They lost Xavier Henderson, Kenneth Walker, Jaden Reed, um, Crouch, you know, who of those are any of those guys going to be back? Um, you're going to need dang near all of them, I would think. So, like I said, that's, that's the biggest concern is just who's left, who can suit up and play on Saturday. And it's a good team. You know, it's not like it's a Maryland coming back in here, Indiana or something, you know, um, that's a legit team that you're going to need to, to be sharp against. So that's, that's gotta be a concern. Number one for me is just who's available. Yeah. And especially if Kenneth Walker's on that list, um, you know, I mean, this is a, to me, this is like a 500 team this season without that guy. So that could be a real problem. You know, that could magnify things, you know, of all those losses, uh, he might be the one Jade Reed. You know, I think you could make that argument too, though, just with him and Naylor, if they're both out, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. All in all, it's it's just the status of this team and who's healthy and who can even play for him.
0: And we are looking ahead to next Saturday's game against Penn State with our guy Stephen Brooks. But before we get there, I need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. Got to hit the high notes, baby. Uh, guys, it is Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. That's right, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and, of course, Betting. And Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word, LOCKED ON. And that's going to get you that 50% welcome bonus. And of course, as you already know, it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, golf, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 season. That's BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Guys, that's BetOnline.ag. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. And also, speaking of stuff, stuff The boxes under the tree stuffed the stockings with the fine, fine apparel from, that's right, Home Field Apparel. Guys, they are just simply the best. I absolutely love Home Field Apparel. I'm actually wearing a Home Field Apparel t-shirt right now. That's right, the one of uh, angry-looking Sparty marching down the field, and that's just one of their 19 awesome designs for Michigan State. Before I get to this, the rest of the designs, the, the comfort, let's get to the really fun part this time of year. Black Friday to Cyber Monday. That's right. Starting Black Friday this Friday, November 26th, all the way to Cyber Monday, November 29th. All items are going to be 20% off for the duration of the sale. There is no code even needed. Go on the website, homefieldapparel.com. Bang, 20% off just like that. Guys, I got perfect gifts for any sports fan, not just state fans. They got so many colleges up for grabs with amazing logos. It is awesome. Gift cards are available. They've added more stickers, so e- they even do more than apparel at Homefield Apparel. It is amazing. They also got some long-awaited items that will be back in stock very shortly, including the Triblend Gray Crewnecks and Oatmeal Hoodies. Oh yeah, that's right, baby. Uh, it doesn't get any more comfortable than Homefield. It doesn't get more stylish than Homefield. It is simply the best. So go to HomefieldApparel.com right now. Do some window shopping first, and then when Friday rolls around to next Monday. Take advantage of that 20% off, baby. That's right. Like I said, no code needed. That's homefieldapparel.com. All right. Let's get back to our guy, Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. Yeah, and my biggest fear, too, is that I'm a big, like, karma person. uh, What comes around goes around. And I I have just been absolutely defecating on Sean Clifford all year. I don't think he's good whatsoever. (laughs) And I know that he's going to come into Spartan Stadium and probably hang up, like, four stacks worth of passing yards on it. Let's just go for a smooth... 400 yards so that's that that's my biggest fear going into that game um that-
1: i don't know if he's gonna play though because their, their young guy played last week i don't i didn't watch their game obviously okay
0: yeah
1: i don't know what his deal is if he's gonna be ready to play they played it like a redshirt freshman true freshman uh Vayu last week but um i don't know what his deal is i'm talking to some of our penn state people uh actually after i get off this call so ah, um, nice. uh, we'll see about that but yeah uh, like i said there's there's um it's this is no walk in the park. <laughs> this isn't going to be a, a nice, uh, jolly. Everybody lock hands and walk off into the sunset at the end <laughs> of the regular season. Deal. Uh, this is going to be. An, this is going to be another battle, especially like I said, if they're even if they're even more limited personnel wise than they were Saturday.
0: I know it's it's crazy. And with, with that said, though, hey, you, you win, and you're likely in a New Year's Six bowl. Now, right now, I feel like if they lose, the floor is Citrus Bowl, perhaps Outback Bowl. Is that accurate? You think, like, do you think the worst bowl that they could get into at this point of the season, after let's say they go nine and three, if they should lose, is the Citrus Bowl, or do you think it'll dip down to like the Outback Bowl, or dare I say, like a Music City Bowl?
1: I would think so. No, I, I think that, that that's the floor—the Citrus, Outback type of thing—without um, having it right in front of me and the criteria, or this and that, and the pecking order and all that. Sure, because um, you'd have you'd have at least four big 10 teams ahead of you if you lose, right. You'd have Penn state, Michigan, Ohio state, um, and the West champ. So at least four. So yeah, maybe it's not the floor, but I, realistically I would think it is. Um, maybe not literally the floor, but, uh, but realistically I would think so. And, uh, I mean, look, they haven't been to Florida in a while, you know, I mean, they've been out no. to California uh, quite a few times, uh, been up to New York obviously <laughs> what a treat that is, but uh, they haven't been to Florida in a while. So I think they'd be an attractive deal. Um, it's still a uh, – if it's not a deal, of course, where well, they're locked in, you know, to, with the contracts and this rank goes to this bowl or whatever. Um, I, I'd still think they'd be an attractive thing, especially if Kenneth Walker plays. He's a draw. You know, he'll be a Heisman finalist, I think. So, um, and there's still – people are still excited about this team. You know, if, if they had stumbled uh, 0-2 down the stretch here and everything, yeah, that would be a bummer. But people will want to go to Florida and watch this team. Uh, there's still a lot to celebrate, Mel, I would assume – would have signed his contract by then. And once people uh, take a breather and and sleep on it a little bit, they're still going to be really thrilled about the progress that this team has made in one year and where things are headed moving forward. So I think they'd be an attractive pick uh, for for some of those bowls that you mentioned.
0: Speaking of, you know, just great things moving forward. I want to end this on a high note, uh, over, under touchdowns in the 2022 season for Keon Coleman, I'll set at 24 and a half. Are you going to go over or under on on 24 and a half touchdowns for neon Keon next season?
1: Man. Well, I'd like to see him finish with 24 targets, you know, throughout (laughs) these last
0: two games and, and see where we go. And then
1: I guess I'll get back to you. Um, but that was a heck of a catch, uh, and yeah, he might uh it might be uh you know, it might be time to to start the party with Keon Coleman this week if if Reed and Naylor are both out. Um Mel just talked about him a little bit today at the end and just said, you know, you see he's one of these guys, like he mentioned Malik Carr too, that you that you see obviously yeah. uh, the town is, is very obvious, but you, you notice them creeping up a little bit more and, and playing a little bit more in these games. Um and he just he just tested. you know, made it sense a testament to guys that work hard behind the scenes and that's sort of what they what they want this all to be about is that uh, they got to they gotta grind their tails off behind the scenes for them to trust them to get in the game. And so that's that's what you're seeing out there. Um, you know, I've been uh, just uh, enamored with Keon's talent for a long time, so I would love to see it. Uh, I think he's got lip, just all the talent in the world. The ceiling, the is the limit there. Uh, and yeah, I would expect him to be a big deal next year. And why not, you know, start warming him up this year and make him, you know, he really hasn't obviously played that much this year, done much this year, but That'd be a good thing for a guy like him, I think, to get him get his feet wet and everything and get him feeling good going into the next season. Just about, you know, what this was all for. You don't want him feeling like, man, I just did nothing all year. I just grinded my tail off and practiced for nothing. You know, you want him to to get a little reward out of it. And uh, I'm still very, very high on his potential uh, here moving forward. So he's a guy, you know, he'd be one of those guys I'm going to be curious about in bowl practice. Uh, There's a handful of others for sure um, that you think can can be big time players uh, down the road.
0: And also, as we head into this game, it's the last game of Spartan Stadium as well. Y- your thoughts on just swinging by for like know, five or seven fireball shots at the tailgate on Saturday. Is, is that going to be of interest to you? Or uh, is that what they call frowned upon in, in the press box?
1: <laughs> it, it is these days. Um, God, from crap, the stories right I hear, here. you know, if we went back to the 70s or something, I mean, they might have had <laughs> them poured up for me waiting at my seat in the press box. So uh, I miss the, I miss the golden era for sure in many respects of this business um but let me check the forecast and get back to you man because i might uh i might need a little might need a liquid mm-hmm. jacket up there you know i mean it's it's heated but uh you know you can, can always get a little more cozy and, and nothing better than uh than some sweet sweet fireball to get that done
0: yes, so absolutely. Are you gonna absolutely. be there Are you gonna
1: be uh you know uh doing your oh. new duty and do your duty and showing up and everything
0: Steven, I, I I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, yeah, it's it's about to be uh, 34 degrees, I think. Eight mile an hour winds. Uh, so yeah, some some cinnamon whiskey uh, will be a flowing at the uh, the old tailgate here. That's, uh, and that's just like medically what has to happen. Like uh, that is going to be a doctor preferred way of uh, going to this game on nice. Saturday to watch. Well, uh, no, I'll be happy with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys need every grab <laughs> you your friends, get your neighbors, uh, pack your car up uh because because uh yeah that's those are not uh ideal conditions spend four hours outside and the students you know are going to be uh scattered for thanksgiving so it's a big <clears> deal <throat> to mel and uh if you want to show them your appreciation one last time then uh then good on you and go go ahead and go out there and do it uh i wonder you know you you in the building clifford if he's in the building does that change the energy i mean does he sense you're in there and and maybe uh maybe go off, you know, and, and feels that, that hater energy mm-hmm. out there. I don't know if, if that's in your in your radar at all.
0: Yeah, no, he 100% does because, like, Graham Burns. <laughs> ever since I've been absolutely just taking massive heaping piles of crap on him early on in the season, he's just been great ever since. And we haven't even been in the same time zone, I don't think, ever. So, yeah, to be in the same building as Clifford, yeah, he's going to go absolutely nuclear. Probably just lock eyes with me as the ball is in the air, as he connects with Dotson for another 45-yard touchdown. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – just a miserable, miserable Steph Curry uh, style. Yeah, Steph Curry style. Yep, that's right. But hey, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be liquored up watching Montori Foster get 15 targets. Jordan Simmons getting 22 carries. Um, yeah, probably Matt Coughlin playing some left tackle. Uh, who, yeah, who, who's to <laughs> say what what team we're going to be seeing out there? So yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be a, a festive and ceremonious <laughs> end of the season for your boy, no doubt about it. Don't forget Elijah
1: Collins, man. He he got in there and had a couple nice carries yeah, at the end true. of the day. That's there, true. I'm I'm really curious about him.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Hey, he's got fresh legs, man. Um, so yeah, he's about to pop off on Saturday. Hopefully, it's a it's enough to win. We just got to win this game, like thirteen to twelve or something like that. That's that's it. That's where what headspace I'm in right now on this beautiful Monday. So,
1: yeah, well, that's a that's a lot of faith uh, to put on this defense to give up uh, twelve points.
0: So. I I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stephen. Until next time, um, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for a lot you've done this whole season, too. Not not just today, but uh, whenever you come on it. It's always a great time, Steven. And I know the listeners love it. I love it. So you're the man, Steven.
1: Of course. No, yeah. Uh, sorry it wasn't. Uh, we've had a lot of thrillers, though. You know, a lot, a lot of good times. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And uh, we'll see you about next week. And, uh, we, you know, I'm, it's up to you. But maybe we'll do something for the bowl game. And it'll be all back to uh, good times and, uh, and uh, good vibes. So. We'll see, but have a good week, everybody, and thanks for having me on again,
0: Matt. Massive thank you to my guy, Steven. As always, uh, just very, very generous with his time and knowledge. Always love talking to Steven, and I know you guys love listening to him. Uh, and also, we're not done with fan favorites this week, guys, because on tomorrow's show, we will have Colton Pouncey of The Athletic going to pick his brain about football, going to pick his brain about basketball. That's right. We're going to just put Colton in the hot seat, and, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a good time, as it always is with our guy, Colton. So, Uh, And we'll also get a little bit into the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Uh, Not so much about Michigan State, but we'll learn about the other teams here for a segment tomorrow as well. And then for Thursday's show, uh, we'll be doing a recap of the MSU Loyola basketball game that takes place Wednesday at noon. But also, we will be talking to the fine people of Onward State. That is right, that is the student-run publication of Penn State to get to know the Nittany lines a little more. So definitely looking forward to that as well. All right, guys, once again, thanks for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And if you need a second listen, how about Locked on Bets? That's right, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. All right, guys, love you all. Go green.